Good morning, good morning. Here I am, Dr. Brenda Shoshana, with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Everyday Life. A little music to start us off. Everyday Life. Here we are. The episode for today is called, two things, it's called Lend Me a Helping Hand, and it's also called Cut the Leaning Depending Mind, and the two go together. Cut the Leaning Depending Mind. What is this really all about? I mean, we all want help when we're upset, when we're lonely or frightened. We all cry out for support. Oh my God, I need help. I've got to find someone to depend upon, to be strong for me, to show me the way. That's a normal, natural desire. We all have it, including me. It seems to be wired into who we are. And unfortunately, it causes us, as life goes along, to cling, to hold on, to search outside ourselves for the person, the thing, the job, the situation, whatever it is, that's going to give us help, stability, security. Now, again, you know, we have a paradox always in Zen. We're not saying that others are not wonderfully helpful. They are. And that it's nothing wrong with looking for the right person or situation to give you guidance or support. Nothing at all. We're talking about something different here. We're talking about clinging, depending, leaning, which seems to be also inbuilt into our nature. Now, it's good you get help. You take it, thank you, and you move along. But that's really not the way we function. Or you have a good relationship, thank you, this is beautiful. But we begin to rely on the person. What will I be if that person leaves me? Who am I anyway? You know, not knowing who we truly are, we don't know where our real strength and support lay. And therefore, we cling or lean on others. Leaning on circumstances is also something we do. Oh, thank goodness the sun is out today. It'll be a sunny day, so it'll be a good day. No, it can be a wonderful day if it's raining and pouring too. <laughs> Leaning on the sunny day. Oh my God, I hope my friend's in a good mood, we might say. If not, uh-oh, I have to deal with all this stuff. We're leaning on their good mood. We're leaning with our, our well-being, in a sense, is depending on something outside of ourselves. Their good mood, the beautiful weather, whatever. You know, we do turn to others for our answers and our direction. And most importantly, our own sense of value. We do that all the time, all the time. And this, of course, can give a temporary sense of balance and safety and even a sense of, oh my goodness, I'm loved. I must be somebody worthwhile. So many of us get our value or a feeling of being worthwhile if we're accepted, if we're needed, if we're loved. But even if that condition or person or relationship or situation lasts for 50 years, it's still temporary. It's fleeting. 50 years is a drop in the bucket, believe it or not, because when 50 years passes, you say, what? It feels like two minutes. 
All that we lean upon comes and goes. It has to. It's not leaving because of you, because you didn't make the grade. It has to. It's the nature of phenomena. It's the nature of life itself. I do say this over and over, but that's good because it takes time for it to sink in. One thing we do in Zen, we do a lot of repetition. We do the same few things again and again. We sit down, we breathe, we get up when the bell rings, we walk, pay attention to our feet. Same things over and over. We clean the dishes after we've eaten. Same things. Repetition is a very big part of Zen practice because as we keep repeating again and again, a few simple acts, something, something, something sinks in. <laughs> oh, we simplify our life, our the external environment. We focus on some simple activities. And then through that, through that doorway, something sinks in. Oh, we wake up, we understand something. Oh, I really felt my foot on the floor today. Wow. It's the same with, with different Zen te- or any teachings or words we hear. It takes time for things to sink in, for us to really get it. And that, of course, is because by nature, so many delusions, thoughts, feelings, emotions, reactions floating around inside of us that it just takes time for the clouds to clear and for something to sink in. So when I say everything must change, it's such a simple fact. Very, very hard to realize it. It's one thing to hear it. It's one thing to understand it intellectually. It's something else to, oh, for it to really sink in. Oh, I get it. I realize it. When we realize something, when it sinks in, that changes our entire life. That's a different level of knowing, knowing in our bones, oh, and then things change. So when we speak in Zen about practice and realization, really what we're talking about is that the truth of life, the fundamental nature of this world and our lives and our relationships, oh, it sinks in. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Love comes by itself. Wisdom comes by itself. The morning comes by itself. So going back to our relying on others and relying on circumstances, when we say do not which is one thing that Zazen practice teaches again and again, do not rely upon others. Cut the leaning, depending mind. Cut it. Get rid of or or dissolve or don't pay attention to. Don't lean on don't lean on it. Cut the leaning, depending mind, the mind that wants to lean, find some kind of comfort that doesn't want to sit up straight. In Zazen we sit up straight. We find our own inner support and balance, our own spine straight, wonderful. Wake up our spine, 
all the nerve endings. We find our own balance. We learn how to depend on ourselves. The posture is one of completion and wholeness. Again, this does not mean at all that we don't care about others or appreciate others. We do. Actually, as we practice, we can care for them and appreciate them much more. If we're not depending upon them or leaning on them for our well-being, we can really see who they are. We can value them. We can have fun with them. We can appreciate them. We can give them what they need. We're not always seeing, what can I get from you? Because Zen shows us where our own strength lay and where our own inner support and resources are. They're not in someone else's life. Zen practice also shows us how to take the next step on our journey, no matter what is going on. Now that's a very big, big point. There are many twists and turns in everyone's journey, and then we get, oh my good, we get confused, we get troubled, we don't know what to do now, what do I do now? Well, Zazen practice shows us when the bell rings, you stand up. When the clappers sound, you start the walking meditation. You just take the next step and you feel your foot on the floor. That's a very powerful teaching. You just do what's next and you do it fully and without hesitation. You do it in a timely manner. Beautiful. So whatever comes in the journey, we stand up, we're strong, we have our own balance, and we just take the next step, and we, which is another way of saying we do what comes to us to do right then and there. This is such a powerful lesson, you can't even imagine. It allows us to be connected, responsive, and to move along, not to get overwhelmed by the different twists and turns in the road. Not to get a feeling, oh my God, all my support is gone now, I'm going to crumble. It's very easy to feel we're going to crumble when what we've depended upon is gone. Very easy. But in Zen practice, the bell rings, you stand up, you put your two feet on the floor, and when the clapper sounds, you take the next step. Period. Whether you want to or not, whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. Very, very crucial life lesson. Because after one step, you take the next and the next. And what you feel about things changes. These feelings, I want to do it, I don't want to do it, they all come and go. We don't pay attention to those in Zen practice. We just do what's called for next. This is a very surprising life lesson also. And because as we do this, we quickly discover that all that we need is right here within our very own being, right where we are standing or right where we are sitting down. So we don't have to lean, 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 depend, depend, depend. Children do that. It's natural for children, but there is a time to outgrow that to grow up and, as we say, to stand strongly on your own two feet. So as we practice Zen, we return over and over to the natural flow of our own breath. Very often we'll get caught in thoughts or feelings and we just return the attention 
to the breathing, to the breath often, or to a colon, whatever. But let's talk about the breath right now because that's a very big part of sitting. We sit with a very strong, straight posture and we return over and over. By return, I mean we pay attention to. <laughs> we pull our attention out of the many, many, many things that try to distract us, grab us, upset us, confuse us. Oof. We just return our breath, our attention to the natural flow of our own breath. You know, it's such a resource, such a treasure, our own natural breath. And no matter what happens, we, we keep breathing. It keeps flowing. We don't really pay much attention to that. We don't take in. We don't realize what a miracle it is, what a gift it is. The great renewing power of life itself is right there in the breath. Just like in the ocean, not, not different from the ocean, high tide, low tide. No matter what happens, the water flows, the tides come in and the tides go out. This is a great renewing power of life itself and it's the miracle of our own ever-present body and mind. Within ourselves, all of that exists, the ever-flowing miracle of the power of life renewing itself guiding, teaching, right within our own body and mind. But usually we don't really see what a miracle our life or our body or our breath is. We might fight it, we ignore it, we try to control it. Many of us want to control our life, our breathing, our, our body. We want it to be thin, we want it to be beautiful. It's all about controlling everything and creating some kind of an image or creating some kind of state of mind. Or sometimes when people get sick or if they get older and ill, they'll complain bitterly, oh my goodness, my body's let me down. I can't depend on my body anymore. Now that's impossible. Your body can never let you down. Your true body cannot. Your body never lets you down. You don't know what your body really is. You don't know what it has there hidden for you. When you see what your body truly is, truly, truly, you see it can never, ever let you down. That's a little koan right there. Even if perhaps you've had an injury or an accident or an illness, this isn't working. It looks like this isn't working. That isn't working. Still, your body isn't letting you down. The healing force is with you. Your breath is going in and out. And your body is bigger than your own particular body, too. The body of the universe is with you. You're not being let down. So in Zen practice, we thoroughly, we learn how to, and it takes time, thoroughly embrace, welcome both ourselves and life as it comes to us. Just in that attitude, in that welcoming, in that embracing, there's a deep relaxation going on rather than fighting it. A deep opening happens. And, and a lot of strength <laughs> and vitality and even healing arises. And the endless, endless, endless struggle we're always having with life, just by itself, it disappears. 
It's very beautiful. And we begin to depend, or I, I don't know if I would use that word, but we, be, we, we begin to return to a true sense of support and strength and healing, which is always present all the time. That ever-flowing power of life, which we are ourselves. So in order to fully embark upon this practice, it is necessary to dissolve the sense that we are insufficient. We have to depend on someone. We have to lean on them, that we're lacking something, that something is unfinished or wrong. We begin to stop hunting for something to lean on or someone to lean on. If you're going to have a relationship, it's more about sharing what you both are rather than leaning and depending and demanding from another. We learn how to sit up straight, open our eyes, stop rushing around helplessly, and stay put. <laughs> As we sit still and stay put, we do that so that the fog can clear and we can realize the wonder, the truth. Really realize it. Let it really sink in. So my goodness, the time goes so quickly. I can't believe it's time today to begin to 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 end the talk. Um, as always, I'd like to give you a few exercises, and these exercises are just for today, for this week. Just take a look at what you're depending on for your very well-being. Someone once said, "I've hitched my my wagon to this person." I thought, oh. That was painful for me to hear. There's danger in that kind of attitude. What have you hitched your wagon to? What do you feel your life depends on? Just notice it. Become clear. Become aware. Just become aware of how you're clinging, clinging. And then as you do some zazen practice, if you do, you could do it on the cushion. You could do it on a chair. You can listen to the talks or mine and other people's talks very deeply begin to understand or wake up. As you do so, get a sense of your own inner tremendous, enormous resources, strength, and balance. Sit planted in who you really are. So it's time to stop for today. This The website is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And, and you can hear many of the podcasts. There are lots of them by now on this website. Also, if you want to talk to me or reach me, my, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. I will be delighted and thrilled to, to talk with you. I love getting all the different emails. It's very heartwarming and very meaningful to me. And I'm delighted that so many of you are contacting me and getting value from, from this talk. Um, in terms of scheduling, I will be out again in Manhasset, I believe, on May 22nd, Wednesday night. I think it's the 22nd of May. And, I will, and I'll also be in New City. This is a kind of busy month. Giving a talk in the afternoon um, on koan practice on May 7th. So anyway, thank you for listening. And I hope you all have a very a very fulfilled week, a strong week, a week of putting your own two feet 
on the floor. Thank you again. Oh, and by the way, I did want to tell, I wanted to let you know I am I'm with a guest on a podcast about love, Zen and love. The podcast is called In the Balance, www.inthebalance.life slash news slash Brenda dash Oshana. I'll put it, mention that in the, in the uh, flyer that I send in case you would like to listen. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.